0: Hello, and welcome to Twice Exceptional, teens exploring and living with neurodiversity. My name is Kate, and I am the host of this educational podcast. I am currently 17 years old, and I have been diagnosed with ADHD since I was 10. Additionally, I was tested for giftedness as a child, making me twice exceptional. I started this podcast because living with ADHD can be difficult, and I wanted to find a way to reach people and share some information about neurodiversity from someone who is currently dealing with it in their everyday life. Not only am I neurodiverse, but I have a brother who is neurodiverse, meaning I have seen how symptoms can be portrayed differently in different people. In this podcast, I discuss my own experiences, interview others on their experiences, and share research on neurodiversity. This is part two of an interview with Joe and Cal. If you missed the first part, you just need to know that both of them are friends in high school, Joe has ADHD, and Cal has Functional Neurological Disorder. What's it kind of like meeting people, other people who are neurodivergent? Because like I feel like a lot of times you kind of like flock to each other just in general, because I've met a lot of people, and then later I'm like, oh, they're all neurodivergent. Okay. It all makes sense. Um, so... <laughs>
1: Um, our friend group is also predominantly, not predominantly, entirely queer. Um, so with the whole thing of like, queer people gravitating together, that also like, amplifies it. But I guess we all just tend to see like-minded people and think, yeah, that's, I see myself in you, we would get along. But with the friendship thing, um. Actually, on Thursday, I was playing D and D with um, a group of people, and towards the end, um, I found out that one of the uh, one of my friends there was also ADHD. And once the session ended, because it had to end early, we hung out and kind of just talked about it. And I was like, "Wow, this." we're way more like-minded than i originally thought i think there's more behind like there's more behind this person that um i could really connect with part of it's me being kind of a social person um but it's a it's also what like led me to wanting to become uh, friends with you kate Mm -hmm. um i want to be around like-minded people
2: i guess um i'm trying to think within the little friend group I have at school. Uh, there's Joe, a very neurotypical person indeed. Um, a friend who seeking ADHD diagnosis at one point. I don't know the early four. I wasn't friends with you guys until like mid sophomore year. We know it's something, but <laughs> okay. Our friend a confirmed sensory disorder diagnosis. Um, I think about that sometimes.
1: Yes, I'm a bloodhound for for neurologic. <laughs>
2: um but More just logical yeah we do
1: tend to flock together especially in performing arts groups um but mm-hmm. I guess we just kind of unintentionally maybe sometimes gravitate together um maybe just so we're not around people that don't understand or whatever but mm-hmm. it's a special kind of
2: camaraderie
0: yeah and then, Joelle, you mentioned earlier something that was basically talking about hyperfixations and stuff. Yeah. And so I was wondering if you guys wanted to share some of the, like, hyperfixations or niche in- interests you have guys had. I
1: tend to get really obsessed with something for a series it could be a few months to a few years. Uh-huh. Um, and it's hard to like get attached to anything else or engage with anything else Mm. and which can be a bit hard regarding um uh like other people's interests and stuff like that Mm. um so people don't like really know what to do with that let's see there's um let's see greek and roman mythology uh, yeah. Specifically, I got really into the Percy Jackson series. Yeah, and, same. And it, ne- it never went away. Um, let's see. Then there's... I had a phase in middle school where the only thing I wanted to draw was wings. Like, birds, winged people, stuff like that. Um, I'm really into D&D right now. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I went back and watched a childhood show of mine, Lego Ninjago. And now, like, I'm just gripping onto it um yeah. there was the middle school sandersides uh whole thing that lasted about a year um oh pokemon that's always been one uh, just i really love to, I'll use d d as an example. Once I get into something, I have an idea for a character, I will spend hours going through wiki pages um, to learn about the lore behind, like, I went th- through hours of reading through bronze dragon pages for one of my characters who's part bronze dragon. Um, and just going through it, I spend a lot of time like writing backstories and all of that, but really a hyperfixation will take over parts of your your life. You'll have like a character a situation or just the entire thing as a general like living rent-free in your head. Um that um and really when I start fading out of a hyperfixation, and I mean that middle ground between like finding a new one and yeah. that, it's almost in like I'm in a state of listlessness. Um yeah. That I want something more to grab onto.
0: Yeah, it's not fun when you're doing something that you used to enjoy, and you're like, "I'm just not feeling anything right now." Yeah, squeezed all the dopamine out of it. You have anything to
2: add? Cal? Okay, yeah, I, 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 do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through this in chronological order if I can, because you were talking, and I thought this would be like, oh, okay, we're showing current, like maybe recent. Uh, but no, so we're gonna start in the fifth grade uh, i think from third to fifth grade really i don't know if that point you call it something different than a hyperfixation um i got really into like the animation industry and like 90s cartoons uh i could tell you for a while like what every animated movie like what studio it was going to i remember once i was out eating with my family and they're like, oh, you know, the Book of Life, that was from DreamWorks. And I rose my head and I'm like, actually, it was from, and I don't remember the studio, but I know <laughs> I knew it then because I was really into that stuff. I would tell you, I I wasn't still am into animation, kids shows. I mm-hmm. like watching movies. I like watching, I try to watch uh, the Oscar noms for Best Animated Feature every year. You know, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was a deserved win. I love that one. I love the line made of fine Italian pinewood because my dad and I quoted all the time. I got on a tangent here. Um, next observable one. I was in seventh grade. No excuse for it still, but the Hamilton musical. Yeah. Well, yeah, I also got really of- into musicals during middle school. Point. It's where I learned how to sing. Okay. Uh, no, there was a point... And this is a shameful thing to admit, so I'm not going to disclose which fictional pairing it was, but there was a point in 2018 when I had read every story on Wattpad for that pairing. I had read <laughs> every single story. And there's still Hamilton fans, so I can't say that anymore. I can't yeah. say that I used to get into fights with people over it. It was fun. <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me of one that I wasn't going to mention. Okay, 2020, and this one was my worst one yet. Okay hit Canadian cartoon series, Total Drama. It was intense. Like, for a full year, because this is, like, going into COVID, too. This is when COVID hit. So, like, my whole life is ruled by Total Drama. Why are you looking... Joe, you did not meet me in my Total Drama Hyperfixation. I was out of the Total Drama Hyperfixation when I started sophomore year, but Joe is convinced that I was not, which okay i know my brain i know that i was about to start hyperfixating on the beatles which i will talk about later anyway uh-huh. so eighth grade uh so i'm i'm watching total drama i'm re-watching like world tour every other day because it's the best season um okay. and it, it's it's crazy um almost start going by cody after cody from total drama get on the tumblr um it was it was a crazy time in my life uh, do i still think total drama is a good show no did i did i meet a lot of really cool people for the minute yeah um i remember actually that was the show that i got my friends to start saying hey Cal, that's uh, not normal cuz i would be <laughs> like whenever i'm sad i turn on an episode of total drama and it makes me feel better and they're like that's 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 not how it works buddy and i'm like um okay a uh, side tangent monster high there was a point in my life when I had the, stop it, stop it. I'm feeling judged right now, Kate. <laughs> Help! I have, you know this. I had, there's a point in my life, uh, freshman year, where I had the Monster High movie timeline, which I had come up with myself, by the way, given years and grades. And the girls have to start a uh, sophomore year because Claudine has an older brother and a younger sister, and they're both still around both years. Ergo, Uh she must be a sophomore and then a junior. So it's like, it's all sticky noted to my wall with the Uh years. Uh, I got into it because of Kieran Valentine, confirmed gay vampire. We love him. I got into fights with people over him um, in the Mattel uh, Monster High wiki comment section. So you could probably, uh, you could figure out which is me. Okay. (laughs) 2022, the Beatles. I remember being away at Girl Scout camp. um, Girl Scout encampment spring of 2020 i would not shut up about the beatles mm. i would like keep sharing about their songs i would keep talking about that and that stage mentioning
1: how oh. my birthday is like the
2: same uh, day. as ringo stars but ringo star was born in 1940 it's gonna be joe's birthday in a little over a month we'll wish her a happy birthday then mm-hmm. um but that was well that's because someone else got me into the Beatles. Which brings me to my next point. Lego Ninjago. So if you've been keeping up with this, you could probably tell why I got into Lego Ninjago. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um it was it was someone else first. Uh I was actually not told to get into Lego Ninjago. Um there was a week in November. I was sick. I remember the first day of November because I got a really bad cold. So I watched the first two seasons of Ninjago and then I thought to myself, I bet Joe would be so impressed if I just watched the entire
0: Ninjago series. Um, Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's it. That's cool. You seem to have a way better memory yeah. than me and Joelle because you always remember like specific dates and stuff and I just don't have that like capacity. Did you remember uh,
2: uh, early May when Joe would ask, when's my SAT again? And I would say it's Saturday because I would know <laughs> things I would know dates that she wouldn't I'd be like I remember I think when the last physics homework was due is every day I was reminding her I'm Mm -hmm. actually Joelle's personal calendar that's my main purpose in
0: life um like I I just have bad short-term memory and I'm like how do you just know this Well, some of this is like I I retain
2: information I think what's important which tends to be on people uh so I can tell you the most obscure facts about my friends i do a lot of math in my brain i'm horrible representation because i really love math Uh
0: Um, i like math it's fine
2: i can do math so yeah I'll, i'll use that to like triangulate dates like i'll think about it um i think here's an example of my thinking uh every first wednesday of the month i go to dutch and i think to myself well when is the first wednesday of the month so here's my thought process we got out of school on the 24th which was a wednesday so, okay. a week from the 24th, another Wednesday, would be the 30- 31st. So, another week from that would be the 7th. Also, June 1st is the day after that. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, let me try to do that. Okay, I'm going to do that with my birthday for this year. Um, so, September 21st through 23rd is going to be when the Crucible is performing at our school. And that's a Thursday to a Saturday. My birthday is the 28th. So, my birthday is
0: going to be a Thursday. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm just I was crazy. like we got it to school on a Wednesday I didn't remember that
2: are you eating fries right now Joe
0: listen I'm hungry
2: did you throw away like the burger that was sitting on your desk yesterday thank you did you get the cheese stick wrapper okay thank you I okay here's something funny uh yesterday I was at Joe's house I don't know if you could tell by the conversation um And it's like, it's kind of funny because her dad was like, I sent you the summer reading list. And I'm like, that's so funny. I did too. I also sat it down and read you it because you're not good at checking your messages. Mm -hmm. Joe likes playing video games. It's nothing personal because I know it's not.
1: You're just important as the rest of the people around me.
2: I know, I know. I know you treasure me even if sometimes you're tired and that's why you can't spare extra niceties, but you do value me very much and I'm an important person and I'm also probably the cutest person in your life anyway. So
1: I I do tend to sleep exorbitant amounts. Yeah. I think that's another that might be related to something neurological. I don't know. Maybe I'm mm. just sleepy. Oh, no,
2: I was gonna say I'm surprised you didn't mention because you mentioned ADHD and depression. I'm surprised you didn't mention that there was like a high comorbidity rate between those like, Sorry, they exactly. are very linked. Comorbidity they coexist a lot. Yeah, that like you're more likely to have. Did you not oh,
0: know that a lot of people with ADHD have anxiety or depression and sometimes yeah, it's I know caused that by thing. it. Sometimes it's caused by yeah, it. Sometimes no. it's just happens to be both. But
1: Yeah, I know, like, the trifecta of A, neurological disorders, ADHD, autism, and anxiety, Um, and then, like, they're often connected to depression. I didn't know,
0: like...
2: Oh, yeah, it's crazy. There's also, I know, a lot of overlap between ADHD and autism.
0: A lot of times, the symptoms can be semi-similar, too, even if they're a little different, but there's some similarities especially for people like me who like have sensory Mm -hmm. stuff and a lot Mm -hmm. of people like associate that more with like autism than adhd even though i don't have autism so
2: i don't know what i was gonna say i'm holding a rock right now joe gave me this rock i needed something to fidget with i'm very no same i've been fidgeting
0: with my pliers Uh
2: uh-huh Oh my god, that's so insane. I could fidget with my keys. Let's see what's over here. I have band-aids. You will be so happy to know I got myself band-aids. I got the same brand that you have because they're good, but I got something different. I got the flower ones. They're not called band-aids though. They're called bravery badges. I didn't want to be a weirdo, so I had asked you because I knew what brand you used because they're like the one brand at Target, but I didn't want to be weird and say, and be like, I got the same brand of Band-Aids as you. So I texted you like, hey, so what brand of Band-Aids do you use? But you didn't answer. I wasn't gonna like wait on getting Band-Aids. So I just, I got them. You laugh, you laugh so silly.
1: My phone is almost always on do not disturb. One, because my blood sugar notifications annoy me. Two, I play video games on my phone and I can't deal with the constant Discord notifications are dropping down.
2: Okay, okay, here is a suggestion. And by suggestion, I mean, next time I see you, I'm going to make you do this. There is a way to permit certain notifications on do not disturb. Am I saying put me on the bypass to do not disturb? No, because half the thing I send you are like cat photos and memes. (laughs) Put your parents on on bypassing do not disturb. Please answer your
0: poor father's (laughs) questions. That poor man. Well, all right. I have one final question that I want to ask, which is... Um, Which part of neurodiversity do you think needs to be addressed more and why? It can be a specific symptom or like just in general, like advocacy or something. I don't know.
1: Um, If you remember, we both had the same topic for our essay in neurodiversity (laughs) though we kind of branched off into different areas. (laughs) Mine was correct representation in... um, that would eventually lead to better understanding and more acceptance um, in all sorts of uh, neurodivergent communities, as well as among the common populace. Um, I did extensive research on um, organizations like Autism Speaks, which out of its 30 something board members only has two with um, actual autism. The rest are parents of autistic children. Um, so while they claim a lot of self-advocacy, they don't have it, um, as well as, um, a lot of, uh, going off of that, a lot of organizations tend to speak for us rather than pushing our voices up. Um, and so people get incorrect, um, incorrect, um, like they develop stereotypes, um based on what they hear rather than listening to us try to explain ourselves which both um harms us by like how people treat us and also makes it so that we people like us like maybe kids trying to learn about themselves don't have access to the correct information and um i believe that just allowing us to speak for ourselves would really just make a lot of things easier and better and be able to like nobody i know who doesn't have adhd knows about things like rsd or executive dysfunction well um doesn't have one of like surrounding neurological disorders that might also have those um and i just think if the world were more aware uh, by virtue of having actual firsthand references, then things would things would just be so much easier. I'd like to repeat the the hook for my uh, essay. Uh, people back, way back when, when folk's tales and stories were still being made, so many different cultures had tales of the Fey or dangerous magical creatures who lived in the woods. Um, uh, Seely and Unseelie courts, um, Seelie being summer, Unseelie being winter, that um, would make you dance for hours in mushroom circles until you dropped, um, or just play with them for fun. A lot of these, especially stories of changelings, which were stories of babies being switched out by fae mothers for either a log of wood or a fae child while she would take the actual baby this was there are lots of theories saying that this was a way to explain the neurodivergent attributes of said child because they weren't considered normal um so a lot of stories and stuff tie in to the the neuro the neurodivergent people of the past this has been around mm-hmm. for a long time and misunderstood for just as long um so just hopefully we can prevent that in the future and prevent these quote quote changelings from having to face said um discrimination or um stereotypes hopefully yeah
2: I think my main thing is I really wish there was like a broader picture of what a lot of neurodiversities look like. Um, Bringing it back to the diagnosed one, I feel like uh, when I went in for my diagnosis, my interpretation of FND was what a lot of news stories had been saying, which was teenage girl, will TikTok, comes away with Tourette's, they're faking it. Uh, and that's, that's I know your dad talked about that one once. I, telling he, us sent like, me an,
1: he sent me an article on it about it being um, teenagers, like, seeing it and then using it as a reason to shout obscenities in the streets. I've heard of that Can before.
2: We, please let me talk to your father as someone diagnosed with FND. I just I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. That's a Family Guy reference. I love Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's not helping my case. What are my thoughts on hamster dance Tourette syndrome? Um, I think that could count as FND. Because FND, uh, it can actually lessen when your stress is lessened. So mine's not going away anytime soon. Um, (laughs) You're laughing, but I know you're very worried about me. Um, But... It just, it's like, it feels like with a lot of stuff, like, you know, you take this one picture of like a little boy being too talkative in class or like, and both of these boys would be white, by the way, or a little boy playing with his trains. And you're like, this is it. This is what ADHD looks like. This is what autism looks like. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like not every autistic person is Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory. Some people are Sheldon Cooper from Young Sheldon. Um, But it's like, (laughs) I wish that more perspectives were out there because there's just so much misinformation. And also... When it's such a monolith and when, like, diagnostic criteria are based on, like, what is expected for only a highly specific group of people, you, you'll you be like, well, this can't be me. It's like, well, I think I can make eye contact or I don't line up my trains. I don't even have trains. I do have Hot Wheels, though, but I don't line them up. Um, clearly not. Um, and it's like it feels so often like one perspective. Standard. When really it's like one stand there's a standard um people like to forget that there's the word spectrum and autism spectrum disorder yeah that's 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 the thing it's like there's a spectrum you gotta you gotta i think they're i think ai should create a 360 wheel of like autistic people but that still wouldn't represent everyone would it because there's like there's a million people and all of them have like unique experiences but you look at like three of them when you're deciding like okay what counts as this and what doesn't um and then and two though when you look at that and you used to think then well it's probably not me then you're more likely to to just shut yourself down like well clearly you don't because you are not like Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang I keep mentioning him he's not even autistic he's not a confirmed autistic
0: I know like, but a lot of people use that as like a stereotype version so
2: yeah about young Sheldon, because he doesn't understand social cues, and he might mess up really bad, but he's trying his best. (laughs) I need to stop being a young Sheldon defender. Good show, though. You have anything else to add?
1: I need doctors and medical professionals to- really learn about us before deciding they're an expert because your one hour lecture on my condition has nothing compared to my um to my lifetime of living with it.
2: Um I, I don't really know. It was fun being on here. I think I think good points were made.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from Joe and Cal. And if you'd like to share your story or thoughts with me feel free to reach out through email to twiceexceptionalpodcast at gmail.com or you can message me on TikTok or Instagram at twice underscore exceptional podcast. Consider following the podcast on social media or sharing it with others to keep spreading the word about the complexities of neurodiversity. Next episode, I will be talking about neurodivergence in college with a special guest.